Of course, almost a century later, Bird's Eye is still a huge brand in frozen foods. Clarence Bird's Eye has more in common than you might think with the founders of Uber. Uber is a category king of recent vintage. Not very long ago, we all lived with an age-old problem. In most cities, taxi service sucked. If you walked out to a given street corner, you had no idea if a taxi might happen by in a few minutes or, well, never. Yet, there didn't seem to be an alternative way to get an instant car ride, so people didn't seek one out. We had an old, ongoing problem, but we didn't really know it was a problem that could be solved in a new way. On a snowy night in Paris in 2008, Travis Kalanick and Garrett Camp, in the city for a European tech conference, stood roadside, getting wetter and colder, as they tried in vain to hail a cab. Kalanick and Camp were, separately, already reasonably successful tech entrepreneurs. Kalanick had started an online content delivery company, Red Swoosh, which got bought by Akamai Technologies for $20 million. Camp had done better, founding StumbleUpon, a content discovery site, and selling it to eBay for $75 million. They were looking for a next idea for a company, perhaps something they'd do together, and while freezing and frustrated in Paris, they talked of solving this taxi problem. Apple's iPhone had been introduced less than a year earlier, changing the way we think about mobile technology and services. Why, Kalanick and Camp wondered, couldn't you pull out your smartphone, push a button, and get picked up by a car? Back home in San Francisco, the pair experienced the problem anew. Hailing a cab in that town was like trying to get a bartender's attention in a jam-packed nightclub. So Kalanick and Camp went to work on their idea, and launched their service in the summer of 2010 in San Francisco. As millions of users now know, a customer's iPhone app would, at the push of a button, send a dispatch to drivers showing the customer's location. Drivers, not taxis, but moonlighters driving their own cars, would have their own version of the app on a phone, allowing them to see dispatches and respond. The system would store customers' credit card information, so paying for the ride could be easy and safe for everyone involved. Kalanick and Camp originally called this service UberCab, and later dropped the second part. Half a year later, investors were lining up to give Uber money. Benchmark Capital put in $10 million. Some famous names, such as Jay-Z and Jeff Bezos, invested. Uber expanded to other cities. As it grew, Uber at the same time did something extremely important. Uber made all of us aware that we had a taxi problem, and that the problem had a new solution. Uber did this through the way it designed the company and its service. It did this through its messaging to the public, and it did this through confrontation. Every time the taxi industry tried to stop Uber, the scuffle made people more aware of Uber. In London, taxi drivers protested Uber by going on strike. When riders couldn't get cabs, they signed up for Uber at a rate eight times higher than before the strike. As Uber was developing its service and its company, it was defining this new category of problem and inserting it into our brains. Within a couple of years, Kalanick, by then Uber's CEO and public face, understood that he could frame an even larger problem that Uber could solve. All of personal transportation was too expensive and too messy particularly in cities. Plus, too many cars lead to traffic jams and pollution. 
Those were big problems that never had a good solution. But what if, Kalanick asked all of us, fewer cars could serve more people? What if his service could get so big, reliable, and cheap that in many places using Uber could become more desirable than owning a car? He wanted to make transportation that's as reliable as running water, he told interviewers. And, by the way, that transportation wouldn't only move people around town. It could move anything. It could deliver stuff. Uber was designing its service and its company and, at the same time, a bigger category the company could define and ultimately dominate. By 2014, Uber was getting what seemed like preposterous valuations from investors. In June 2014, it was valued at $17 billion. By December, the number hit $40 billion. Six months.